Business Hour on OFM. Thank you for spending your time in the company of the RFM Business Hour and me, Ole Bocheng Mote. We're taking a look at the wine industry with Peter Pence. He's the communications manager at Hrutter Post Range of Premium Wine. Now, he is in the free state and we thought to chat about some of the developments and trends in the wine industry at the moment. And of course, those challenges that the industry is experiencing at the ports. Well, Peter, it's such a pleasure having you um, join us on the Business Hour. I think let's start with, you know, the state of the South African wine industry. And I guess compare it to, you know, how your dad described it during his time. Thank you so much, Lebrechang. It's really great being here in Bloemfontein. I always say Bloemfontein might be our school, but the hospitality here warms me up extremely. Wine industry, wow, uh, what a place to be. I think it's one of the most challenging, but also one of the most rewarding industries to working. It's where you can actually put value to your product, being grapes. And I think we've been seeing lots of ups and downs in the industry. I mean, I joined the business in 2020. And prior to that, I think there was a bit of a constant growth and there was things happened and things didn't happen. And then obviously COVID happened. And then from that, it's just up and down, up and down. But I think we're on a positive climb. We're on a very good space at this moment. And I'm so excited about where we're going. South Africa's wine industry is definitely the beacon of hope, I guess, for our economy because, you know, world-renowned and respected globally. Well, what are some of the trends that you are observing in the wine-producing space of late? Um, Are you seeing a lot of movement towards automation as well? Yeah, like I said, I think it's ever-changing. There's various uh, changes, whether it's technology, being from a viticulture perspective, where we actually go into the vineyards and see where we can automate things, but also where do we need to be more hands-on and actually be in the vineyards ourselves. I think one of the great things is with technology is forecasting from soil and weather perspectives. Having that technology in your vineyard really helps forecast and makes it easier for you to manage your vineyard. And then obviously coming into the cellar, there's various aspects that's ever-changing, new machinery that comes out that helps us manage our wines better, make better wine and be more concise. And then obviously the consumer trends, that's ever-changing. I mean, we make wine for consumers, so and we are consumer-led. You know, it's one thing saying that we want to make A, B, and C, but if the consumer won't buy A, B, and C, for who are you making it really? So it's all about seeing what's the consumer wanting, what is the current trend for them. Trends very interesting. I think trends is ever changing. I personally believe do not climb on every trend there is. It's not TikTok. You don't need to do every da- little dance that's currently trending. It's a very pricey. Yeah, it's delicate balance and seeing, but what is the norm? What's the what's the one thing the consumer wants? And sometimes, and I think this is very interesting, is to to actually challenge the market to say, we bring in something that you are not that you, that you did not ask for, and let's see if it catches fire. And sometimes it does that you can actually change consumer behavior from your own side. I mean, South Africa does export a significant portion of wine that is produced in the country, predominantly to Europe, if I'm correct. Now, are you seeing any challenges with our exports? Of course, we've heard about the challenges that are taking place at Transnet, and they've been blamed squarely on infrastructure, some labor-related matters, etc. Has this hurt some of your revenues in any way? We've also seen delays. I know the vehicle sector saw delays as well with uh, imports. So are you experiencing delays at our ports? Definitely. I think it's one of our major headaches, and um, we are very thankful for 
our industry bodies such as Vinpro and even Western Cape Department of, of Agriculture that actually that facilitates meetings and actually tries to sort this out. It is a major headache for us. I mean, you need to get your wine into Europe. It's we're talking containers full of wine. Um, it's not something that you can air freight. So you are dependent on the South African ports. It is currently a bit of a nightmare. You have your wine sitting in the harbour for months on end with the end consumer waiting in Europe, in London, waiting to get that wine. And it causes a huge backlog. Not just that, we're talking importation of, like I said, machinery or even uh, production material that puts up a huge delay. And that all has a ripple effect uh, in the value chain. Just out of export point of view, the longer it takes, the more cost cost get and that's a real headache for us so we need to look at you know from our perspective to see that what can Transnet do to be better where do we need to streamline things more and that's something where where national government must come in and actually just take control of that and say our economy is actually getting hurt of this you know to us it's about the global picture you need to look at it as a global economy picture from the African point of view Um, we are currently the eighth biggest producer of wine in the entire world and South Africa makes up 2% of worldwide, 3% actually, which is in the biggest sense of space quite big. And we cannot afford having trouble with logistics about getting our wine out. I mean, it's your wine is only as good as the person that can actually drink it. Doesn't it help we've got this great wine, but we struggle to get it out to the consumer. But things are changing. Like I said, we are thankful for our industry bodies facilitating meetings with the relevant parties and actually advocating for us on our behalf. And that makes it uh, very rest assuring for us in the wine industry, knowing that there are people looking out for our, uh, our needs. Tell us a little bit more about where you're seeing, I guess, the greatest shifts in your units in the country at the moment. And do we have a significant wine drinking culture? You can answer that secondly to that. Very interesting question. Very loaded question. But it is business hours. So it's definitely time for some serious talk. Now, I really think it's interesting seeing, like we said, about trends and, and also forecasting. So obviously the Western Cape is quite filled with wine drinkers, as per se. I mean, that's the home of, of wines in Cape Wine. And uh, for us, secondly, Gauteng is a massive growing market, especially in Johannesburg. Uh, we are seeing new consumers coming on, to, on board and, and, and starting to enjoy wine more. Uh, consumers that were previously not that interested into wine now actually trying, going out wines, trying wines, and enjoying premium wines. That to me is very exciting. Personally, a market that I'm very excited about is uh, KZN, Durban. I've just come back from a visit there, and the people are hungry, or I should say thirsty in a very responsible way, for, for, for learning more about wine, to understand wine and enjoying premium wine more. You know, for us, it's all about wine is, is a story in a bottle. That's the great thing is wine is a story in a bottle and we sell stories. I'm a storyteller uh, more than I'm a wine producer. I, I always tell people that. So I really see KZN moving up um, and, and, and having showing interest in wine, showing interest in exploring different varietals, showing interest in, in trying different blends, trying different varietals like a as I said, and um, they, they're being catered for it. We see really good businesses opening up in KZN uh, in terms of merchandisers that caters for that needs, and that's exciting. And I think KZN is going to make big moves in the in the wine industry uh, from consumer t- trends of view. Free state. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. <laughs> I do. I do. I've got lots of friends. I don't know why you're laughing. I don't know why you're laughing. But interesting market definitely it's probably one of our more challenging markets um i think it's a challenging market i think the free state market is a more direct consumer that buys directly from establishment rather than retailer um, that's only my opinion and uh, people are more than welcome to disagree this is the afm business hour 
I'm speaking to Peter Pence. He's the communications manager at Hrita Post Vineyards and Winery. Tell us more about agritourism because, like you said, it does form quite a substantive part of the wine industry, but I think it's a lesson as well for other facets of the agri-industry. I mean, we're maize country. What is the key to making it work from an agritourism perspective? I think because wine has that glamour, people want to see how it's mm. produced. There's a culture involved in you know, visiting a wine farm. Definitely. Agritourism is, is something that excites me quite a lot. I think it is one of the most powerful industries in South Africa in the sense of job creation. It's a sub-industry or that really creates jobs, it creates revenue, it creates experiences, and it creates economic growth. And the major thing that I always tell people is work with what you've got. Work with what you've got. Start with where you are and think, what can I offer people? Whether it is your maize farm and you open up a, a coffee shop on your farm, or you open up an Airbnb, or you you create farm tours of your farm and ending it off with, I don't know what, you know, making a little experience. Where can you create your experience? Work with what you've got. One always thinks about agritourism and things. You need to have this lavish wine cellar, and you need to have this, and you need to have that. And obviously, that's, that's great to have dreams, but start with what you've got. And it's actually so easy. You just need to get started. Where are you? There we are. What can I do with what I've got? And start with that and you'll see it will grow. And especially agritourism, the potential there is great. Like I said, the job opportunities that can come from, emerge from agritourism is, is amazing. And that's the power with, we've got to empower other people through agritourism. We are not just primary producers in terms of in agri. We've got the potential to be more and, and use what we already have got without spending load of money. Without doing that, you can actually do it. So I actually want to encourage people that's listening now you know you don't need a wine farm to, to start to have a tasting room really start with what you've got like i said there's loads of opportunities and people like to experience stuff i think that's the one thing that COVID taught us to people want to go out and to experience and actually live and and make them part of your experience make what you think is not significant to you might be really significant to anyone else love that. Start with what you've got with respect to agritourism. That's a great lesson there from Peter. Following those uh, allegations that were leveled by uh, the U.S. ambassador regarding us, could we say supplying Russia with ammunition? There's been a lot of concerns about the African Growth and Opportunity Act now hanging in the balance. Any concerns about that? I'm sure, you know, the U.S. is a market. I think that you, as the, that the wine industry wants to continue to penetrate, of course. So are there any concerns around that? Definitely. <laughs> I think one, one should stand firm in what you believe. And like I said, I can only speak of myself as a producer and whether people agree with it or not. Um, world events does have a direct impact on us as forming part of the South African economy. We are part of the South African economy. Forget about what we produce. And it definitely has the effect. So something that you might think or someone might think is insignificant for it's so far-fetched. I mean, it's so far wide from us that a Russian ship, I mean, has the effect on us so wide from it does. Uh, the fact that there's speculations going on, and that raises concerns about market growth, especially in the U.S., uh, relationships in the U.S. One must remember there is loads of trade agreements, loads of laws that are in place, 
And I mean, something that that could that actually counter that would be detrimental for for many producers, whether it's steel, whether it's wine, whatever. Therefore, it is important for us to have an open relationship with with a country, especially that we're exporting to, and and understanding their needs and respecting that. Unfortunately, like I said, there are certain things that you you don't have control over, and that's sometimes worrisome. That you need to actually just trust your own government to say that okay, please make the right decision for us as a citizens, for us as producers, for us forming part of the economy. And um, that is concerning. That's definitely concerning. And we are hoping for the best that lots of talks going on about trying to rectify that and doing that, doing that. Uh, we'll need to wait and see. We'll need to wait and see. I don't think it, it's not far from over yet. I think the repercussions and comments made will have an impact on the wider South African economy. His name is Peter Pence. He's the commerce manager at Greta Post Vineyards and Winery. The Business Hour on OFM.